When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lindsay, what do you got? See, it's bringing in a fighter. Sorry. Sorry. I think I cut up for a minute there. Yeah, George said, Lindsay, what do you got? And then we didn't hear you. And then all of a sudden you were in mid And then all of a sudden you were like in mid-sentence. Yeah, it was very weird. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay, I'll start over then. So the UFC is bringing in a fighter who is just shy of his 18th birthday. Raul Rosas Jr. became the youngest fighter to sign with the UFC on Tuesday night following a unanimous decision win over Mondo Gutierrez on Dana White's Contender Series. White was impressed by Rosas' performance, and he offered the teen a contract before the end of the show, which, of course, he accepted. The Mexican-born fighter who trains out of Las Vegas previously fought in the UWC promotion in Tijuana. So that's what you need to know. Yeah, he swept uh, Mando Gutierrez uh, on the scorecards in The Ultimate Fighter. And, um, yeah, he's, he's good. I've only seen clips of him. I haven't watched, a, a, like, a complete fight. Um, but it, it, he is very impressive. And, look, I, I think that – I know some people are going to be like, oh, he's too young. But, man, let me tell you something, okay? In a lot of sports, okay, in, around the world, like, literally, like, if you go to soccer – and I understand soccer is not as violent as, as MMA – um, but in soccer, for example, like Lionel Messi was like tabbed at like 11 years old or something like that. Uh, Luka Doncic, we were just talking about him earlier. Uh, you know, he was tabbed at like 12 or 13 to go to Barcelona to play basketball. Um, this stuff happens all the time in other, um, in other walks of life in other parts of the world. So I'm not surprised. And by the way, there's plenty of kids in martial arts that are sparring and fighting at much younger ages than 17. So I, I, I have no issue with it. He looks really impressive in the clips I've seen. Yeah, I was reading about it, and I, and I thought the first thing was like, wow, young guy. But seriously, like, what was the kid's name, George, that just won the U.S. Open, the tennis player? I can't remember his name um, off the top of my head. But he was, Alcaraz. Yeah, what Carlos was he, Alcaraz. like 18 or 19 years old, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so look, I mean, I don't even think about the violence part of it. You you are somebody that is training to play tennis, and you're 19, and you're good enough to win the U.S. Open. Good for you. You're 17 yeah. years old, and you're training to be a mixed martial artist, and you're he, he good beat enough a 25 to 25 year old guy. Yeah. Right. You're you're good enough to to you know to get a contract with the Ultimate Fighting Championship at 17 years old. Good for you. I mean, yeah. his age. I mean, this we even talked the other day about how the NBA is likely going to be going back to letting kids go right from high school well, right yeah, into to the go NBA. Back to high school. Yeah, right, as they should. So, yeah. listen, I don't care that the guy is 17 years old. If he's a qualified fighter, yeah. listen, how many guys does baseball go to the Dominican Republic and sign guys when they're 16 and years old? And they get old? guys that's 15 and 16 years old. Yes. Right. Yes. So, 100%. good for him. Good for the kid. And, and by the way, as someone who actually, you know, did martial arts and fought for back in the day when there was, like, like actual fighting in these tournaments, um, I can tell you by 17, I probably had multiple concussions, Okay. Just from getting, and when I used to train as a kid, my dad would tell my instructors to make me fight with the men. So that way, when I would fight kids my age, I could take whatever punishment was coming my way. So, like, I have no, maybe it's just I'm too close to the situation because of the way I grew up. 
um, in that world that it doesn't really like I, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, I got no issue with it at all. If you're a 17 year old kid and you are good enough to uh, box in the Olympics, then do it. If you're good enough to get a UFC contract, good for you, kid. Go do it. Kick some ass. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So before I get to Derek Carr, um, there is someone in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust who has a Twitter handle that's at Sliwa is a bad guy. What do you mean Sliwa is a bad guy? Why would somebody say mean? such a thing about Slee? We love Slee. Good guy. Very good guy, as a matter of fact. Is there a bit I'm missing there on their show? Because his only tweets are September 20th, but can we all agree Slee was a bad guy, LOL. And then... Uh, hey, hey Mace. Hey, Mace, I think I got something here. Is that Sliwa? That's supposed to be Sliwa. Oh. Oh, he's doing a John impersonation. I think oh, that's I why that popped up. Uh... Hey, hey, Mace. <laughs> hey, Mace, I think I got something here. <laughs> Can I hear that one more time? <laughs> oh, that's good. One more time. Hey, hey, Mace. Hey, Mace, I think I got something here. It's not terrible. One more time. Not good, but it's not terrible is what I would say. Hey, hey, Mace. Hey, Mace, I think I got something here. How does John feel about that? I don't know. But How do you they suppose he feels? It well, I know that John, I could tell that John wanted to laser eye Christopher when he was telling that story that he wants to do a promo of Crosstalk, where when we start talking nonsense, you, me, and Mason, and then John butts in and goes, hey, uh, let me uh, tell you about the Dodgers. I uh, just went up there in the last inning, and like he wants to play like the Jaws theme, like it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and then here it comes, the sports. Yeah, I don't and think John Ireland like, loves that. There was like dead silence on the radio <laughs> for like a good three seconds. And I could just imagine the like laser focus that John like looked right through Chris's body and through his soul too. Yeah. All right. Oh, am I, let me ask you guys a question. I'm going to, I'm going to Ireland you right now. You ready? Since the music was playing. Are we, are we really truly not watching this Pittsburgh Cleveland game? Or are you watching it now, George? I, I turned it on a second ago. Yeah. Okay. So, real quickly, for anybody that's not watching but you you want to stay in touch, Cleveland takes a lead, 13-7. Wait, you really going to break this down? Like, go ahead. No, but it's important. It's an important detail for those okay. of you that especially are gambling on stuff like this. Okay. Cleveland's kicker comes onto the field to kick the PAT, and he hits the upright. This is the same kid that a week ago missed a PAT that would have put them up 14. They were only up 13, mm -hmm. and the Jets wound up coming back and winning the game on a PAT, two touchdowns, an onside kick, and then they, they kick the PAT. This kid was so decorated at LSU, and his first week kicks a 58-yard field goal to win a game, and in this game and last week, this dude's missing PATs. Lindsay, are you watching? Are you dying on, the, maybe, on stuff like maybe, this? Maybe he can't handle the success, Cappy. Not everybody can, you know? I don't know. It's success. It was one game. People named him like the mayor of Cleveland after that game. People were like, you know, getting building statues for him and everything. So, you know, maybe he just can't handle it. All right. 13-7. Browns over the Steelers. But I think me and Lindsay are the only two people watching this game. We, we finally convinced George to turn it on. That's okay. We only need to be there. Like, no one else needs to watch it. If they don't want to watch it, that's cool. We'll watch it. I mean, it's really not that interesting, though. <laughs> like, I'm not even – it's on, but now it's just like on. Background like, noise. I'm not even I'm I'm staring at my computer the entire time it's on. 
I've actually it, seen more of the game on Twitter as I'm scrolling through than I have uh, actually looking at the television set above my computer. I may have to go back tonight and watch episode five of House of the Dragon, this time trying to turn on the closed captioning because I was so confused by what happened during the wedding. I still understand how you're confused. Just don't get what happened. I mean, there's 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 a line. Dude, I, I that think I you missed. and I need to do just like one of those, like, like just like a, an offshoot of the show, like yeah. on the podcast, mm-hmm. and just you can just ask all the questions, and we can just fill the gaps for you. You know, it's not a terrible idea that maybe you and I should do a House of the Dragon podcast, like a 15 minute wrap up kind of a podcast after the show. Now, I'll give you another one. I haven't seen this week. I've I've been delinquent by I believe a week. It could even be two. Oh, I've already seen the legacy thing that you like to watch. Oh, you you so you're totally current on legacy? Yeah. So the last episode that I saw was when um the Lakers Well, this is this one ends when they trade Shaq. Oh, okay. See, I was on the last one I saw was the Lake Show, which is when, you know, they finally broke through and won their first championship. Yeah, this with one Shaq happens when they trade Shaq, which clearly I'm super aware of how all that went down. Do you so do you think I'm an episode behind or am I two episodes behind? You think I don't? I don't remember, bro. Hmm. Hmm. All right, I got to go back and watch Legacy. I mean, did Shaq had Shaq arrived yet? Yeah, yeah. Shaq had arrived, and then what happened is Shaq went to Montana. Had Phil gotten there yet? Right. Phil got there, and then they had gone. Now, had Phil coached any games yet when you were watching? Yes, because they finally won a championship with Phil and Shaq and Kobe. Okay, then you're one behind. Okay, I'm only one behind. Oh, that's good. Thank goodness. Because if I get two or three behind, yeah, they speed through the Phil era, uh, the first Phil era already in the yeah. next episode. Because if I get a few behind, I could I could very easily like stop watching. But you see, now that I know that you've actually gone ahead of me, now I have to hurry up and catch up because I'm the one that has kind of pushed you to please watch when you really didn't want to watch, and then you've done me the courtesy of watching, and right. now I'm behind. So same I gotta thing, I gotta catch same, up. Same thing with this game that you have me put on. This game right here, um, I like this game. I'm enjoying this game. Thirteen seven, Cleveland over Pittsburgh. Eight twelve to go in the second quarter, and I'm all in on it. All right. And I'm proud of myself because I'm able to watch it on Amazon Prime. You know what I don't like about Amazon Prime? Tell me. Even though I do think it's cool that that you know the Chargers game had like 14 million people or whatever. All Trubisky in trouble. Breaks out of the pocket. Throws on the run. It's caught there by Deontay Johnson. I didn't see what yard line, but it looks like he picked up another first down. You are like becoming the consummate play-by-play guy where like you can't watch a game without calling the game. Well, because I'm trying to get good at it. I understand. Like yesterday when you were calling the car chase that was going on in downtown LA. Yeah. I mean, you're just really showing some range. Very impressive. I had you call that horse race a few weeks back. You did a nice job on that. Yeah, I'm trying to get good. Yeah. That's I told what you, you when I you t- get good. I I told you, man, you are going to replace Joe Buck. I'm not going to replace You Joe are Buck. going to replace Joe Buck. You have to believe that. You have to manifest that into reality, George. Why am I doing this for you? I, I would just like to call, like, you know, a, any game on ESPN on television at some point. It doesn't matter what. Like, you can give me, like, the like the Big West, and I'm fine with that, or the Mountain West, or whatever. Really? Like, you want to totally call Fresno State, Boise State? Is that really I'm in the on that. Dream? You give me, I'll be happy doing that for a while. No, I want you to replace Joe Buck. <laughs> I feel like Joe Buck's going to be around a while. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. I'm pretty sure he's going to be around for a while. I want you to replace Jim Nance. <laughs> oh, Fumbalaya. Fumbaruski. I want you to replace Kevin Burkhardt at Fox. 
No, he's such a nice guy too. He's like, a lovely what? human being. Yeah. I love. And Buck is like a legend. And now you want to replace the nice guy? Then you also, if I leave the Fox, what are you going to do? You do the show by yourself? No, I'm going to find another Cubano hermano <laughs> to, uh, to work with. All of a sudden, see, this was your plan. You want <laughs> okay. me to be Joe Buck so I can leave and it can be Cappy and Beto or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. You've shown your cards, Cappy. <laughs> I can't wait for Chris to run that in a rejoin coming up in a few minutes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lindsay, do you believe that's Cappy's plan? He wants me to be Joe Buck. Yeah, go keep doing all those games, George. I want you to be successful. I'm a supporter. I think that that's a great idea, but I don't know how Laura would feel about that. Oh, about could, oh that's right. Beto and Laura. She could not. <laughs> I don't have issues with Beto. Beto has issues with me. Oh, no yeah. Difference. Exactly. I get along with everybody. If you got a problem with me, that's a you problem. Yeah, Beto. Oh, yeah, that's a you problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I did say in Cappy's ear, Beto, did I not, Cappy? You did. See? You yeah. did. Going to get rid Ca of George? That's what you want. You want right. me to be Joe Buck <laughs> so you can be Cappy and Beto. That's all it is. <laughs> no, Beto and Cappy. Yeah, right. Yes, I, I give him top billing. Absolutely. Okay. If that ever came to fruition, I would, I, I would highly doubt you would let that happen. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. No, Egoless. you would say that on the air, and then yeah. behind the scenes, you'd be like, "Hey, so hey, this uh, got to really change. This better be Cap and Better be Cap in the front. Cannot okay. be yeah. better on Cappy here. Yeah, okay, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Or how about like Kaplan and Friends? How about yeah. that? How about Kaplan, Kaplan Friends and Manos de Piedras Duran. Didn't we Cappy. try Cappy and Friends in the night show, and it Cappy didn't really work out? Cappy, no, Cappy we didn't call it that. We well, I mean, you had like a bunch of friends all the time. That's I I'm loved saying. it. I had a great time. You know what I loved about doing the night show is I felt like nobody was listening, so I could do whatever I wanted. <laughs> I mean, they probably weren't. That's right. Exactly. Right. That's right. probably why they got moved, Kevin. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man. I had my buddies coming in, like a bunch of stoned comedians just talking sports. I was loving it. Nobody was saying anything to me. I was like, it must be working or nobody's listening. It's probably the latter. It was probably right. It was probably nobody was listening. It's yeah. probably right. Um, real quick, so, oh, damn it, I didn't get to uh, Derek Carr. Come on, man. I'll get to it next. You, right. you Is that okay? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Derek Carr had a, uh interesting piece of commentary this week. We'll get to that. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Do you like Friends? I feel like I did like Friends at one point. But, like, did you watch it, like, regularly? 
I would say probably there was a time where there was that hour block of TV between Seinfeld and Friends, uh, must-see TV Tuesday nights, I think it was. Oh, Jennifer Aniston's your girl, too. Right. right. I love Jennifer Aniston. You know this. I will yeah. tell you this, George, speaking of Friends. Yeah. I, I, before you tell me that, can I tell you congratulations to Hey Mofo? Thank you. Hey Mo, not you. Hey Mofo oh. on Twitter. <laughs> Mike Williams, our oh, friend yeah. who I said was the greatest Twitter handle I've seen oh. in the community, at Hey Mofo. Uh, won the Roger Waters tickets. Oh, I thought you were congratulating me. Like, hey, congratulations, hey, mofo. And I was like, oh, thanks so much. Yeah, not you, bro. Mm-hmm. That was very sweet of you. Not you, mofo. Hey, oh. mofo. Gotcha. It gotcha. ain't always about you, Cappy. Well, like the way he said it. I mean, it was congratulations, hey, mofo. I was like, hey, thanks a lot, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, uh, happy birthday to some. Hold on. It's Ken Spiffy Jr. He goes by on Twitter. Ken Spiffy. And I, be- and I believe his uh, Twitter handle is at. The Black Yoda. The with two E's. Nice. Ken Spiffy Jr. Anyway, go ahead. Happy 41st birthday, my brother. Yeah. That's not that important, but I will say this. Um, Speaking of friends, the night my son was born, so this is 1999, May 11, 1999, we were watching Friends the entire, like, birthing process. Oh, right. Yeah, you mentioned this to me once. Yeah. So I was sitting there looking at my girl Jennifer Aniston, and I was looking at my now ex-wife, and I was watching the doctor do his thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember standing over the doctor's shoulder. I was like, yo, you got to do that, man. You don't have to do that. And he turned around and he looked at me and he said, do I tell you what to talk about on the radio? I said, okay, my bad. My bad. Do your thing, doc. Do whatever you got to do. You're dope, man. Well, I mean, I'm just, you know, I just didn't think what he needed to do was necessary. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted your son out. Sure <laughs> right. He's like, you want a kid or do you not want a kid? You want to leave it in there? Or you want to take him out? Yeah. Took him out. Yeah. Here we are. Um, by the way, I'm being told now that Sliwa's a bad guy is the Twitter handle created because Chris said that about him when he didn't wish him a happy birthday. Now I get it. Thank oh, you. oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Of all the people, everybody at the radio station wished Chris a happy birthday. Everybody at the radio station contacted Steve Mason when he had COVID. Hey, you doing okay? The only yeah. person that didn't wish Chris a happy birthday, Sliwa. The only person that did not contact Mason the entire time. His own partner, John Ireland. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. That's weird and wacky stuff. That is wild. I did not know that. Uh, all right. So. <laughs> all right. So Derek Carr, Cappy, says, quote, he is much more comfortable, but still adapting to Josh McDaniel's system. Um, I found that to be an interesting quip only because there's been a lot of criticism of one Derek Carr, obviously, this week. Um, in the in light of the Cardinals' comeback victory and the Raiders blowing a twenty to nothing halftime lead, um, I, well, it may, I, I'm 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 not calling the man a liar. I'm guessing he is still trying to figure it out, and it's not easy. Um, it's not the stuff people want to hear when you're zero and two, though. Like both things can be true. I think he's being honest, and I appreciate his honesty. But I, I, while I appreciate it, I just don't know how the fans uh, hear that stuff. Saw the quote, and I always feel like Derek Carr is like trying to talk his way out of something. <laughs> I know it sounds a little weird, but I literally watched this quote, and I watched his press conference, and I heard him say this. You know, hey, I'm starting to get comfortable, and you know, I was I'm more comfortable today than I was a couple weeks ago, and and I can appreciate where my man is coming from. Listen to this, George. In Derek Carr's career, here is a list of the head coaches that he's played for. Dennis Allen, 
Tony Sperano, Jack Del Rio, John Gruden, Rich Basaccia, and now Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. That's six head coaches. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that when you're a quarterback who's, you know, you're in a, one of the toughest divisions in the entire NFL. People thought coming into the season, this is the best division in the NFL. You got Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. You got the Chargers with Justin Herbert. Now all of a sudden, here comes, you know, here comes Russell Wilson to Denver. People thought going into the season, Derek Carr is probably the fourth quarterback of his own division. Well, you just hear that list of names I just read to you, dude? Dennis Allen, Tony Sperano, Jack Del Rio, John Gruden, Rich Basaccia, now Josh McDaniels. How is somebody supposed to get, I'm putting this in quotes, comfortable when every couple of years you're changing head coaches on this guy? You know what the Raiders should really do? I'll tell you what they should not have done. They should not have given Derek Carr this big extension. Yes. If you're a quarterback in the NFL and you're a starter for 10 years and you don't sniff the Super Bowl, it's time to move on. I mean, sniff the Super Bowl? That's pretty lofty, too. Like, I mean... What is sni- what is not sniffing though? Like what is like? I mean, what what they, like they've a, been like in the playoffs twice. Appearance? Been on been in the playoffs twice in his career, right? But you just also made excuses for him about the coaching situation. Well, it's it's listen. The guy has be he is the Raider Nation loves Derek Carr because of everything I just said to you. He's been the constant. Not only has he been the constant throughout all these coaching changes, but he's also the guy that shepherded. Had to slow that word down. Shepherded. Right, brought them from from Oakland to Vegas, so he's kind of been the leader of the Raider Nation. Yeah, he's done a great job as a leader off the field. Well, just in general, but sure, whatever. Well, he's also listen. I'm talking about all these different head coaches. How about the whole situation last year when they had that young kid on their team that had that DUI that got into that car wreck and, yeah, and that Ruggs. woman died. Yeah, right. And and so he had to kind of work through that whole thing too. I mean, this guy has been the only constant in that organization through all of the changes. But at some point, you know, you're going you're to look at him and his performance and say, is he enough to lead a team to a Super Bowl? And the answer thus far is no. Listen, it's the same thing we said about Matthew Stafford last year until he did it. So what do you make of this, this whole conversation about him trying to get comfortable? What do you, I, I, look, I think he's being honest, but I also think it's not what fans want to hear. It's like, dude, what was the preseason for, you know? don't know how much he played in the preseason. I, and again, I think when you have a new situation, you probably should be playing in the preseason. I, I, I lo- Look, I appreciate what McVay has done in the I'm going to preserve my starters, but not every situation is one size fits all. You know what I mean? Like, I think that you have to take every situation on its own accord. Yeah, I mean, look, I, the way I heard this quote, and, and again, I, I don't know... I really do not know. Did Derek Carr play in the preseason at all? I don't recall. Yeah. So the way I heard him talk about this was, hey, look, I'm getting more comfortable. I'm more comfortable today than I was last week. I'm more comfortable than I was two weeks ago because it kind of sounded to me like, well, there was no time to get comfortable. We had three preseason games, and chances are he didn't play at all. Now, everybody who's listening is probably going, dude, do you not know if he did or didn't? No, the answer is I don't because I didn't pay attention to the Raiders in the preseason. I didn't sit down and, and like break I mean, down. I, film. I don't remember. I don't recall him playing during the Rams game, and I watched that game. So. Look, you keep changing head coaches, you keep changing systems, you keep changing terminology, you keep changing personnel. Um, what do you expect? 
you're you're gonna have to ex- you're gonna expect turbulence. That's what you're gonna expect. So well, that's what you got. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks, Sedano. Super excited. Uh, so, some news just came down the pike here uh, just a little bit ago by Sham Sharania. He's reporting that the Boston Celtics will suspend head coach Ime Udoka for the entire 2022-23 season for engaging in an improper relationship with another Celtics staff member. Udoka reportedly had this relationship with a female staff member, which is considered a violation of the Celtics guidelines. The proposed penalty is unprecedented for a sitting NBA head coach right now. So is this a big deal or no deal, Sedano? I mean, it's a big deal because it's an acting coach. It's the defending Eastern Conference champions. It's, um, you know, uh, it's the Boston Celtics, you know, along with the Lakers or, you know, the crown jewels of the NBA. And I, I want people to know that this um, came down. The Celtics are, are, the, are, the pers- are the entity punishing him in this situation. It's their rules. It's their organizational rules. And according to the story, he was engaged in consensual uh, behavior with a subordinate. And I think that's the issue. There's a lot of companies around the world in, you know, the business world, fortune 500 companies that have this. Um, I don't know how to feel about this other than if those are the rules and he knows that those are the rules and he broke them, then that's just the reality of the situation. He has also put out a statement uh, which I'll read here. He says, I want to apologize to our players, fans, and the entire Celtics organization and my family for letting them down. I'm sorry for putting the team in this difficult situation. I accept the team's decision out of respect to everyone involved. I have no further comment. So look, man, I, I look at it this way. I'm not the morality police by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't know what that man's personal life is like, but I would just say this is that if you are going to have a relationship with someone um, outside of your marriage, I'm not condoning it. Um, because I don't know what his relationship is like with his wife. Again, I don't know what their relationship is like. Do they have a relationship right now? Are they married and separate? I don't know. I don't know if they're separated, if they're together, if they're not, I don't know any of that stuff. But what I will say is before you do anything in this walk of life, when you're someone who is a person with some fame, and that is the case, unfortunately, in the world we live in, you need to understand there is no um, nothing that should hinder these three things, okay? And these three things, like the, basically, what I would what I would say is this: that none of this 
It's not worth it if you're going to lose your marriage and your family situation, which perhaps could be the case. Again, I don't know the specifics of their current relationship uh, with his wife and his family. Uh, also, perhaps, no, not perhaps anymore, but now lose your job and be suspended for a year. He hasn't lost his job, but he's not going to be allowed to work for a year. And I'm guessing uh, he may not even get paid for a year. I don't know what that situation is like, but that's just a guess on my part. And the other part is the public humiliation that comes with it, you know, and not just the public humiliation for you, the public humiliation for your family, the public humiliation um, for the people who were involved in this consensual relationship that were not signing up for this part of the equation either. There's just a lot of things involved, man. Um, so I, it's just I hate talking about it. Like, I don't I don't know. That's it. That's what I have to say, I guess. Well, I know we could both probably go off on this for a really long time like you just did, but I'll just say this. It shocks me that a team would do this to their head coach. And I say it like that because I feel like they're airing him out. And if it were me and I was in his shoes, I'd just be like, hey, you don't need to suspend me. I quit. Um, I'll just go and take my time off, and I'll let the rest of the NBA know that a guy who just got his team to the NBA you know, finals is now an available guy. Um, this is my personal life, and I hear the, you know I, I hear the story, which is that he signed some contract about personal conduct, and if he violated the rules, then he violated the rules. Okay, fine. But I'm just surprised that the organization would do this to their guy. And listen, I know companies where I, I had a friend of mine. He was in a department. He met this woman. She was in the same department. They got involved together. It was it was totally under wraps and under you know nobody could know about it because they would both lose their jobs and it got to a point where the relationship got so serious they were like we need to go to management and management separated them put put the guy in this department put the woman in the other department I understand how companies don't want there to be relationships amongst their employees but I don't know something seems kind of dirty about this to me well, well I, I, I don't like the way it was right I don't like the way it was publicly handled by the the organization i would i would agree with you on that 100 percent. i would quit if i were him what, what do you think he's gonna do come back and coach I, the team I, and the by the way year? i don't know if he's going to I, I don't know if he's not going to get paid maybe he is going to get paid so I, I again that's just me guessing like that, that maybe that's part of the equation maybe it isn't but at this point i think there's just a lot of guessing when it comes to a lot of this stuff i know but, but what, what do you think I, he's going to do i mean you think he's going to come back of, like one year from today is he going to be the coach of the celtics i would it, say to you no chance no i wouldn't say no chance Come on. You can't. I wouldn't say no chance. This. Now, Chris Haynes has reported the Celtics say a decision beyond the season will be made at a later date. Maybe he isn't. I don't know. I, but he's a good dude. He got him to the finals. OK, yeah, and I know. You know he's a good coach, apparently. So, no, he's a, he's a very good coach. I would quit. I would be done with these guys. I'm out of here. Thanks anyway, guys. My personal. Life I, I would imagine he may not like be quit. Now, if I if I were piecing this together and maybe I'm wrong again, this is reckless speculation. I don't want to do this anymore. So I'm, I'm done having this conversation. But my guess is if he quits, he's not going to make any money, which means that um, there is a prob probably a possibility. This is a suspension with pay. Maybe there is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Um, but that's just where my head goes immediately. But me? I nonetheless, quit. I just think you're, I, I'm with you. The, the way the team handled it is not ideal obviously um and obviously the way he handled this is not ideal because again there's just a lot of people catching strays here now his family the woman uh with the consensual relationship uh, you know it there's just a lot you know and it's all unfortunate i think
All right, what's next? Let's All right, you guys want to talk about uh, Robert Sarver next? Is that, is that on the docket for <laughs> yeah, next? Yeah, yeah, then go to Brett not. Favre. Then go to Favre. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about Brett Favre. How could we forget about Brett Favre? Anyway, Brett Favre. By the way, they were he was on Sports Center today. They were talking about him on Sports yeah, Center today. So they, there you go. They spent Again. some time on that. Yeah. We're just gonna forget about that completely. Okay. So speaking of Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, his love of ayahuasca is not going away anytime soon. Rogers, of course, has been a major proponent of the hallucinogen, crediting ayahuasca in part for his two most recent MVP seasons. And now Rogers is also playing some major semantics in his justification of ayahuasca use. On this week's appearance on the Pat McAfee show, Rogers said, quote, ayahuasca is not a drug. It has properties in it that have hallucinogenic abilities, but it's not a drug. It's We're a talking plant, about plants he here. Saying. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We're talking about plants. Is this a big deal or no deal, Sedano? I mean, you're asking the wrong person. I mean, this is, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, look, man, I'm a, I'm a firm believer, okay, in whatever you want to put in your body as a grown-ass person is your business. It ain't mine. Um, and that's why I never had an issue with PEDs and all that stuff during the baseball stuff and, and sports in general. Um, I have, and so if Aaron Rodgers wants to experiment with ayahuasca in the off season, go do it, bro. Do you, I'm, I'm good with it. I don't have an issue. I don't think this is a big deal, but I know there are plenty of people that do so. Well, you know what? Everybody should just, uh, you know, get their panties out of a wad. I mean, come on, man. Give me a break. Will you like the guy went and did what he wanted to do. Um, I'm with him. I'm with Aaron Rodgers. It's not a drug. It's a plant. That's like saying that cannabis is a drug. It's a plant. And so. He went to wherever he went. He had whatever hallucinogenic sort of uh, things that happened to him. He thought that was good for him. I know plenty of people that have done this and swear by it. And I know plenty of people that are like, oh, give me a break. I don't need to deal with that kind of nonsense. But what is the big deal here? What what are people saying? Oh, Aaron Rodgers took drugs. Um, You don't think that he's in that training room every day and they're they're prescribing things to him for pain management or or for inflammation or what? Those are drugs. Those are prescription pills. So... I really think this is no deal at all. Well, to your point, I went to a, um, an urgent care not that long ago, and I had a sinus infection, okay? And I'm trying to remember what, but I remember the doctor, even in the urgent care, like was like, hey, do you need any pain meds? Is that in the other? He's like, you need some Vicodin? I'm like, Vicodin? I'm like, it's just a freaking sinus infection. I'm like, so to your point, yeah. There's a lot of people pushing pills that are equally as bad, uh, if not worse, in some cases. Aaron Rodgers has become one of those characters that people just love to hate on all the time. Yeah, and look, I don't think everything that comes out of Aaron Rodgers' mouth is something I agree with. No, but, but he's done it to himself. I mean, he did the, a lot of people. It, it, it's it, last year that press conference when he misled everybody about why he wasn't vaccinated. What, what was the word he used? He said he was immunized. Um, immunized, immunized yeah. right? I mean, pe- people just love to hate on him. Well, but he did lie about that. I, that. No, well, he didn't lie. He said he was immunized, but right. But that's not vaccinated, right? <laughs> and nobody, nobody was smart enough to follow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, he he said that. We, we we don't need to get into that because you know he. I feel like he's like he purposely just just tries to be vague. Well, you he know, does. Because he, he knows people are going to disagree with his choices. Smart everybody, right? He he likes to try and make it seem like he's the smartest guy in town. Next. All right, do we have time for one more? All right. Come on, let's do it. So, yes. 
Cowboy star Dak Prescott resumed practice for the first time since undergoing his thumb surgery. He was seen gripping and throwing a training ball on the field today. The two-time Pro Bowler remains limited for now as he works his way back to 100%. The Cowboys said today that Prescott could be back as early as week four or five, which is much sooner than initially expected. Is this a big deal or no deal, Cappy? Um, I'm going to say it's a big deal because I think a lot of people were starting to doubt Dak Prescott. You know, and, and say, hey, you know, a couple of years ago it was his ankle and that took him out for a year. And then the Cowboys gave him this crazy contract coming off of a really bad injury. And then here he is hurt yet again. So getting back as fast as possible while the Cowboys, who won last week against Cincinnati, I mean, they got to hold down the fort until he comes back. So if he can come back sooner, yeah, big deal. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen – they they need him uh, if they have any hopes of being a playoff team. Like, no offense to Cooper Rush. I mean, one win isn't necessarily uh, going to be – I know he has two wins technically in his career, but the more and more you're out there, the more and more film is out there. That means these teams are too smart to not figure out Cooper Rush, and he's a backup for a reason. So uh, I get it. I'm with Cappy on this. All right, that is Big Deal or No Deal each and every day at 630. All right, coming up next, Cappy. I want to get back into Matthew Stafford a little bit. And I also want to get back into that USC conversation we were having uh, earlier today. And we've now had for a couple days about the spread because there is a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money coming in on Oregon State. I want to discuss that in just a moment. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm a star boy. Did you watch that show, Family Ties? Of course. There was a time when I'm at about, I'd say, 6th or 7th grade. This is probably the early 80s, 82-ish, 83-ish. And I wore ties to middle school because that's what Michael J. Fox's character did. And they were like the kind of goofy ties, that like were the cloth ties that were straight all the way down. You know, not like a silky-feeling tie that has like a kind of like a, a wider bottom to it. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, I rocked those ties to, to middle school for a while. Then there was a whole Michael Jackson thing that happened to me as well back in the 80s. So. What do you mean a Michael Jackson thing? Well, at the time, Michael Jackson had the uh, Beat It video, you know? Leave it, beat it, beat it, beat it. Don't you want to feel me, beat it. You know? And uh, there was that red jacket that he wore. Careful, you know? I got to be careful, Laura. Did I, did I say something wrong? Are you gonna? Are you I gonna mean, maybe me? that's just my dirty mind. But you oh, know, beat it! Saying. Well, yeah, it's a Michael no, Jackson not song. That. Just not, never what, mind. not leave it, beat it. No, not the red zipper jacket. Just go on. Not the tie. What did I say? Didn't get it. Let, let no, it go. I I didn't let get it, it. I didn't get it. Let I didn't. I don't know what the censor is talking about today. Let it go. So the red zipper jacket, George. You remember Michael Jackson's red zipper jacket? Yes. I wanted that jacket so bad. I had to save up to finally buy it. And I had put that stuff in my hair to make my hair look like Michael's. And then I wore some Capizio shoes so that I could do the moonwalk. But as you've seen, I can still do the moonwalk, even in some really cool, dope-ass Nikes now, all these years later. 
What? You're laughing? You don't think I'm good at moonwalking? I mean, you're right. Right? Yeah. I'm 52 years old, man. Yeah. I mean, I just broke that moonwalk right out. So's Alfonso Ribeiro. I did see. Is today Alfonso Ribeiro's? How old is he? 51? Is that how old he is today? 51, 52? Something like that? I think he's 51. Yeah, you're right. Alfonso Ribeiro. He used to wear that red jacket, too, in those Pepsi commercials. Alfonso could get down back in the day. Yeah. The, the ones where Michael Jackson caught on fire? I think that is the commercial. He did. Michael's hair caught on fire, didn't it? it yeah, did and so did his fire. face and stuff. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about all that. George, what's for dinner tonight? Talk to me. Uh, we've got some panko-crusted uh, pork chops. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Panko. Panko. What is panko? It's just like a breadcrumb. Okay. Very nice. Sounds good. Sounds delish. How do we prepare such a such a thing? Um, well, I believe initially it's uh, a little baking in the oven, and then a little like a uh, little flash fry on the pan. You know. Wow. And who is this? Kelly tonight? Is it her night? Yeah, it's every night is her night. Oh, really? Not because I don't want to, but you know, I mean, she's really good at it. And yeah, it um, sounds like it. And I'm also doing the show at this time, so. Gotcha. Yeah. So we're like actually going to eat at a decent time. It needs to be done by her. I know. I got nothing going on right now for dinner. I got to figure it out. Yeah. You know, and that's my problem is that I get off the air at seven o'clock and then I'm like, what yeah. am I going to eat? And by the time I, I eat, it's I eight thirty. Din- I cook dinner as much as the Rams uh, run for a hundred yards. That's never. Or rarely, yeah. <laughs> You said you had something else you wanted to talk about Rams related. What's on your mind? Matthew Stafford, actually a big fan, apparently, of Justin Herbert. Ya boy. Mm -hmm. uh, Said he appreciated him. And look, we've talked about Matthew Stafford. If there's one thing that you can certainly uh, label Matthew Stafford as he's tough as you know what. Mm -hmm. He's a tough mother bleeper because he's played through a lot of serious injuries before, including a a busted back, uh, like literally a fracture in his back. So he was just kind of, you know, marveling at Justin Herbert and... He said that his wife was uh, when they were watching the game and she's like, oh, he's got to get out of the game. And he's like, there's no chance he's going to get out of the game. And he was right. There was no chance he got out of the game. Only for the one play he had to get out, you know, for that one particular moment. But I mean, we were talking about this earlier. I fully expect Justin Herbert to give it everything he's got to play this Sunday against Jacksonville. I know the game that you're going to be calling on the radio. Yeah, with Beto on the sidelines. Yeah. And who you got upstairs? You got Max Starks with you? Is that Max right? Max Starks, former uh, two-time Super Bowl champion with the Steelers. Yeah. Yep. I love Max Starks. Big fan. So you um, stole yeah. his Super Bowl ring once. Well, I stole it not to steal it. I stole it just to kind of you know prank on the dude. And uh, we were at Radio Row at the Super Bowl, and um, you know he's sitting across the table from me and my then partner, former great Charger linebacker Billy Ray Smith. And while we had this whole goal where we'll take the Super Bowl ring and we'll distract him, and then we'll say, "Hey, thanks for coming by. Nice to meet you." And it worked perfectly. I mean, the game plan worked perfectly. Max got up. He went around, gone for an hour. We still are holding on to the Super Bowl ring. And he comes back. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, guys, I can't find my ring. Did, did I possibly leave my ring here with you guys? Because he knew we, we asked him to see it. And, of course, we had it. It was just kind of an ongoing bit that we had with a lot of guys. Couldn't get everybody. We got Max, though. That was pretty good. So you, Max, and Beto on the game this week. And I think Justin Herbert will play. I hope yeah, I he think so, too. I mean, he I looked I, good in practice today, according to Beto. Beto was there. Eye in the sky. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have a little spy report there from yeah. Beto. Good job, Beto. Yeah, Beto. wonder how much they let him see of the practice. Uh, probably some. Enough where they saw him, where he saw him throw. Listen, the guy's tough. I give him his toughness. He's a great player. Me personally, if I were the coach of the team, I'd be like, yo, I think we can win against Jacksonville at home Jacksonville with our backup quarterback. good last week, man. 
Jacksonville did look good last week. Um, and, and Indianapolis looked like ass, you know? I mean, to, to lose 24 nothing, 24 nothing to the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's brutal. So, but I still think the Chargers can win the game without Justin Herbert. You think Chase Daniels and Austin Eckler and company can win the game? Even Absolutely. without Keenan Allen, who's Absolutely. who may or yes, may not be available. Yes, I do. I do. Okay. Trevor Lawrence looked good, man. They got some weapons on that team on offense particularly, man. And actually, they can get to the quarterback. I watched their last game. I actually watched both their games. I watched the Washington game, too. They got to the quarterback. And if Travis Etienne doesn't like drop a wide-open touchdown, they're 2-0. and well, if they can get to the quarterback, I haven't seen the Jacksonville Jaguars play this year. Yeah, they drafted the kid from Georgia in the first round. Right. Yep. Uh, um, first pick overall. If they can, if they can get to the quarterback, that's problematic for Justin Herbert, especially if he's as you know damaged as he is. Yeah, they've got a, a number of guys that can get to the quarterback. They're good. Like I, I'm just telling you that Jaguars team, and they've got a good coach now in Doug Peterson. Like I actually think in the next couple of years they're going to be really, really fun to watch. Um, but yeah, uh, Trayvon Walker was the kid they drafted first overall. When everybody was freaking out about that, like remember, like oh my god, like he didn't even have that many sacks in college, or blah blah blah. And he played on this great team. And it's like I don't know, man. He's looked really damn good the first two weeks. He's gotten a bunch of, he's gotten some sacks, and he looked good in the preseason. They drafted another kid, Devin Lloyd from uh, uh, Utah, linebacker who was a beast. I had a couple of his games last year. He played great against USC. And then they got that other kid on the other end is Josh Allen, the kid that they drafted from Kentucky a couple years ago. So they can get to the quarterback. The guy from Georgia you're talking about during the draft, I remember they were like, hey, there's going to be five guys from Georgia that are first-round draft choices that are all from the defensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. And he was not expected to be the top one to go. He was like expected to be the number five of the five. So good for him, man. Hey, listen, I'm, yeah. I think it's an, it's a, we'll talk more about it tomorrow, but it's a good weekend of games around the it NFL. Is. And I think my game can be sneaky good. Like, sneaky good. I think it could be. I could be close. I think it could be a close one. I'm going to be listening. I know you are. You're always supporting. Maybe yep. one day I'll write on Sided again. Maybe. I mean, you were an early adopter. I back was. when it was kind of more of a radio tool. I was, But I was like a, a sided hipster back then. Like, now yeah. it's, you know, it's too mainstream for me. You see Blake Harris now? You see Blake? He's in the uh, press box yeah. at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. He's got his sided hat right next to him. Did you see that on Twitter? Yeah. I may start a new one called, uh, you know, Fronted. <laughs> fronted rather than sided yeah <laughs> okay well you're busy boy so uh you got a lot going on i don't know if you yeah. want to get into the startup world yeah all right we got to go cappy have Let's a roll. great evening uh go get yourself some pork chops or something you put some panko crust on it i don't know uh, it's almost you know it's almost you know russia shana i don't know if this is a good okay time great job chops. Lindsay and laura too thanks to all our guests we'll talk to you manana uh coming up next anita marks bet la see you